Good morning and welcome to Fruit of Thy Spirit Radio here on the Royal Kingdoms Podcast. Today is Sunday, March 27, 2022. This marks our 47th episode, Praise the Living God. I am Sister Noelia and I will join you today on this 47th podcast entitled Falling from Death. We would like to thank GospelRiver.com for this song, Far and Near the Fields Are Teeming. to our King Yeshua HaMashiach. Hello again and thanks for joining us here today, this beautiful Sunday, March 27, 2021. This is the episode 47 entitled Falling from Death. I hope you have taken in our last podcast that was entitled Redeemer. We have been on a long hiatus and there has been lots going on, and we are back and ready to continue to bring you these lovely messages of our Lord Yeshua HaMashiach. If this is your first time joining us, thank you for listening. I am presenting here today, Fallen from Death. We want to express that we do this podcast for the love of God. We will never ask for a donation because we want the integrity of the Lord's message to remain pure. We would like to thank our music support by GospelTheRiver.com, as well as some of the other independent artists who have contributed to our mini programs. You can find us here on the Royal Keynotes Podcast, on Podbean, on iTunes, iHeartRadio, Listening Notes, 
LA and our new addition to Player FM. Please download it, share it, hit the like button, but encourage others to join and listen to these messages. Once again, we thank you for joining us and sharing in the good news of the great hope in the living King, our living King, Yeshu HaMashiach. We must never forget that all things are made possible by the Lord God Almighty through Yeshua HaMashiach. We have the victory and today and every day we are here marks a blessed reminder of why we have this opportunity to discover our Lord and Savior, Christ the King. Hallelujah. Thanks to GospelRiver.com for Does Jesus Care? does Jesus care so much about us for he died on the cross for our very lives hallelujah hallelujah praise the living God let's begin with the Lord's Prayer our Father who art in heaven hallowed be thy name thy kingdom come thy will be done on this earth as it is in heaven give us this day our daily bread and please, Lord, forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And please help us not to fall into temptations or transgressions. But please, Lord, deliver us from all evil. For thy is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. 
Well, hello and welcome to Fruit of Thy Spirit Radio here on the Royal Kingdoms Podcast. Today we will discuss falling from death. Well, I say hello again. I am Sister Noelia and I am joining you today after a long break. There has been so many happenings everywhere, many changes. In fact, uh, we are entering places where the divide is forcing people to take a stand or face the reality of where they stand. Many of us are going through the realization that our Lord God knows what is best for us. Because what is best for us is best for His kingdom. We will turn to Psalms 78, and let's please read it together. It says in Psalm 78, O give ear, O my people, to my law. Incline your ears to the words of my mouth. I will open my mouth in a parable. I will utter dark sayings of old, which we have heard and known. And our fathers have told us, we will not hide from their children. Telling to the generations to come and praise and praises of the Lord and his strength and his wonderful works that he has done. For he established a testimony in Jacob and appointed law in Israel, which he commanded our fathers, that they should make them known to their children, that the generations to come might know them, the children who would be born that they may rise and declare them to their children, that they may set their hope in God and not forget the works of God, but keep His commandments and may not be like their fathers, a stubborn and rebellious generation, a generation that did not set his heart aright. And those whose spirit was not faithful to God, the children of Ephraim, being armed and carrying bows, turned back in the day of battle. They did not keep their covenant of God. They refused to walk in His law and forgot His works and His wonders that He had shown them. Marvelous things He did in the sight of their fathers, in the land of Egypt, in the field of Zoan. He divided the sea and caused them to pass through, and He made the water stand up like heaps. In the daytime, also he led them with a cloud, and all the night with a light of fire. He split the rock in the wilderness and gave them drink in abundance like the depths. He also brought streams out of the rock and caused waters to run down like rivers. But they sinned even more against him by rebelling against the Most High in the wilderness. And they tested God in their heart. By asking for food of their fancy, yes, they spoke against God. They said, Can God prepare a table in the wilderness? Behold, He struck the rock so that the water gushed out and the streams overflowed. Can He give bread also? And He provided meat for His people. Therefore, the Lord heard this and was furious. So a fire was kindled against Jacob. And anger also came upon against Israel, because they did not believe in God, and they did not trust His salvation. Yet He had commanded the clouds above, and opened the doors of heaven. He had rained down manna on them to eat, and give them of the bread of heaven, the bread of angels. Men ate angels' food. They sent them food to the full. He caused an east wind to blow in the heavens, and by his power he brought in the south wind. He also rained meat on them like dust, feathered fowl like the sand of the sea, and he let them fall in the midst of their camp, all around their dwellings. So they ate and were filled full. He gave them their own desire. They were not departed of their craving. But while their food was still in their mouths, the wrath of God came against them, and he slew the stoutest of them and struck down the choice men of Israel. In spite of this, they still sinned, and they did not believe in his wondrous works, 
Therefore their days he consumed in futility, and their years in fear. When he slew them, then they sought him, and they returned and sought earnestly for God. Then they remembered that God was their rock, and the Most High God their Redeemer. Nevertheless, they flattered him with their mouths, and they lied to him with their tongue. For their heart was not steadfast with him, nor were their faithfulness in his covenant. But he, being full of compassion, forgave their iniquity, and he didn't destroy them. Yes, many a time he turned his anger away, and he did not stir up all his wrath. For he remembered that they were but flesh, a breath that passes away and does not come again. How often they provoked him in the wilderness and grieved him in the desert. Yes, again and again they tempted God and limited the Holy One of Israel. They did not remember his power the day when he redeemed them from the enemy, when he worked his signs in Egypt and his wonders in the field of Zoan, turned the river into blood and the streams that they could not drink. He sent swarms of flies among them, which devoured them, and frogs which destroyed them. He also gave their crops to the caterpillar, and their labor to the locusts. He destroyed their vines with hail, and their sycamore trees with frost. And he gave up their cattle to the hail, and their flocks to fiery lightning. He casted on them the fierceness of his anger, wrath, indignation, and trouble by sending angels of destruction among them. He made a path for his anger. He did not spare their soul from death, but gave their life over to the plague and destroyed all the firstborn of Egypt, the first of their strength in the tents of Ham. But he made his own people go forth like sheep and guided them in the wilderness like a flock. And he laid them on safety so that they did not fear, but the sea overwhelmed their enemies. And he brought them to his holy border, this mountain which his right hand had acquired. He also drove out the nations before them, allotted them an inheritance by survey, and made the tribes of Israel dwell in their tents. Yet they tested and provoked the Most High God, and did not keep his testimonies, but turned back and acted unfaithfully like their fathers. They were turned aside like a deceitful bow, for they provoked him to anger with their high places, and moved him to jealousy with their carved images. When God heard this, he was furious, and greatly harbored Israel, so that he forstook the tabernacle of Shiloh and the tent he had placed among men, and delivered his strength into captivity and his glory into the enemy's hands. He also gave his people over to the sword and was furious with his inheritance. The fire consumed their young men, and their maidens were not given into marriage. Their priests fell by the sword, and their widows made no lamentation. Then the Lord awoke from a sleep like a mighty man who shouts because of wine, and he beat back his enemies, and he put them to a perpetual reproach. Moreover, he rejected the tent of Joseph and did not choose the tribe of Imprium, but he chose the tribe of Judah, like Mount Zion, which he loved, and he built his sanctuary like the heights, like the earth which he has established forever. He also chose David, his servant. He took him from sheepfolds, from following the ewes that had young. He brought him to shepherd Jacob, his people, and Israel, his inheritance. And so he shepherded them according to the integrity of his heart and guided them by the skillfulness of his hands. Hallelujah. Here in Psalm 78, our Lord is showing us how he masterfully lays out both his plan 
and path for his people to succeed and become his people who will abide in him, to know him, and learn from our ancestors who were in great error. He shows us how people broke his covenant. They conveniently forgot his mighty works that he showed them. Remember, in this time, God actually spoke to his people. Although in Exodus, they did not want to hear him speak again because his voice was loud and thunderous and it frightened them. So he spoke through Moses. Even still, his people did not veer from their ways. He, the Lord God Almighty, would continue to pour mercy over them by bringing them through parted sea and feeding them angels' food, but they were stuck in their own thinking and ways of doing. Nothing was ever enough. Nothing for them was above reproach of God, even to the point attesting the Lord God Almighty and provoking Him to anger in Psalm 78, 56. Yet they tempted and provoked the Most High God and kept not His testimonies. The Lord had many tribes to choose from. There were twelve, but He chose the tribe of Judah. Why does this matter? Because it matters to our God where is the heart and humbleness of His people. He didn't choose arrogancy. In Psalm 78, 67, Moreover, He refused the tabernacle of Joseph and chose not the tribe of Ephraim. Our Lord is... The God of Old and New Testament. He is of old and never changes in Psalms 92. Before the mountains were brought forth or ever you had formed the earth and the world. From everlasting to everlasting you are God. In Isaiah 44, 6. Thus said the Lord, the King of Israel and his Redeemer, the Lord of hosts, I am the first, and I am the last beside me, there is no God. In Hebrews 13, 8, Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. Hallelujah. But these are but a few quotes from the Bible. But the truth is, our Lord God is never changing. And therefore, while He came in the form of flesh through Yeshua HaMashiach, He is still the same God who is the most supreme God of all. And he set the standard for all men that those who trust in his truth and follow his statutes and believe in his power to deliver us from death will live forever. Hallelujah. The matter of death comes to us on the principles of Yeshua HaMashiach, whereby he laid his life down for us that we may have everlasting life, that by his stripes on the cross that death was ever defeated. But what death are we speaking about and how does that shape our future? In Isaiah 25, 8, he will swallow up death for all time and the Lord God will wipe tears away from all faces and he will remove the reproach of his people from all the earth. For the Lord has spoken. In Corinthians 1, 15, 24-26, then comes the end, and he hands over the kingdom to the God and Father when he has abolished all rule and all authority and all power. For he must reign until he has put all his enemies under his feet. The last enemy that will be abolished is death. Hallelujah. Again, I ask, what death are we speaking of? In one of my very first podcasts, I explained that many of us are walking in our second death, and it is possible that if we never seek the Lord God, we may very well end in the final death. Death is we humans who were born into flesh. We were cursed by the original sins of our forefathers, going all the way back to Adam and Eve. We remain under these curses until we accept the gift of salvation through our Lord and Savior, Yeshua HaMashiach, Jesus Christ. But because we accept His salvation does not mean 
we are delivered from this life. How can that be? Well, when we accept taking on reformation of our souls and our hearts is when the work begins. The practice of our salvation through the model of Yeshua HaMashiach. Remember, the Lord said, follow me. What does it mean to follow God? What does it mean to say yes to God? Recently, we just celebrated Purim. It is a festival and a celebration set by Esther in the Bible. She was an orphan child who was raised by her older cousin, Mordecai. Here we have two Jewish people who, by abiding in God, allowed God to give provision to save the people of Israel. There are many offerings in the Bible that reflect one or few people who abide by God and respect Him and His ways. Then the Lord offers a protection and defense for them, and they prevail over their enemies. One key moment was when Esther, whose Jewish name was Hashdashah, Esther was a Babylonian name given to her to conceal her Jewish ties. The key moment for Esther to act on behalf of her people meant that she would have to request favor of the king of Persia, who was her husband, to plead for help of her people, the Jews in Persia, from total slaughter and their existence. Her plea, who meant she had to go against the laws of Persia and face the king Ahasuerus in an unsolicited appointment in the palace, which could mean being killed at the encounter of reaching the king's throne and was a justified action by their laws. Esther made a decision that evening at the very risk of ending her life. The cause was more important, and that moment she faced her sure death, but her people's survival was the most important. What would it matter if she had royalty and prestige when her very people would soon die at the hands of their enemies? You see, when we face the risk of losing our life, it could be at that key moment we face a new beginning. If things remain the same, where no improvement takes place over striving for what is crucial to new life, then how do we give God His glory? We give God His glory by making choices that lean hard on righteousness for the sole purpose of God's glory. It is here when we shine, and it is here when He delivers us from our enemies. Hallelujah. How do we face the real death? Well, in Matthew 9:16, he states, No one puts a piece of unshrunken cloth on an old garment, for the patch pulls away from the garment, and the tear is made worse. And also in 17, it states, Nor do they put new wine in old wineskins, or else the wineskins break and the wine is spilt, and the wineskins are ruined. But they put new wine in new wineskins, and both are preserved. Let's say the wine represents our hearts and souls, and the wineskin our body. If our body born of flesh is a sin, then darkness will work to consume the entire soul throughout our lives. How so? through repetitive acts of sin and desires that are of the worldly things. In sin, the one sin may vary from others. For instance, lying. A small lie can lead to a bigger lies or bigger secrets, and these secrets can tarnish our souls and keep us in perpetual sin. When Adam and Eve took from the tree of knowledge, they partook in the sin of nakedness. They then knew they were naked, and when the Lord God called out to them, they answered from a distance and hid in shame. But the Lord asked, who told them they were naked? Let's take a look at Genesis 3.11. We're going to begin from Genesis 3.8, and we're going to go on to 13. And they heard the voice of the Lord walking in the garden of the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God 
amongst the trees of the garden. And the Lord God called unto Adam and said to him, Where art thou? And he said, I heard thy voice in the garden, and I was afraid, because I was naked, and I hid myself. And he said, Who told thee that thou was naked? Hast thou eaten from the tree where I commanded thee, thou shalt not eat? Then the man said, The woman whom you gave to be with me, she gave me of the tree I ate. And the Lord said to the woman, What is this you have done? The woman said, The serpent beguiled me, and I did eat. So here, one lie led to another and was directed from the forbidden tree of knowledge. This was the breaking away from God and His guidance and protection. So then they had to cover themselves and lived in the wilderness. This was a death unto us because here is the break away from God's protection. The people had to provide for themselves. And while God did give provisions of food, work began to cover daily details and needs. The soul was tarnished, not living in the light of God. In Exodus, the Lord delivers his people from the enemy. But as stated in Psalm 78, the people rejoice in his help, but fall short of remembering him until new trouble comes, until they could not survive without him in the face of perishing. God shows his profound mercy over all his people, but the people only care about what God can do for them and not how mighty and glorious is his love. They take for granted his mercy, and one day God allows them to their fate to meet the enemy for being so rebellious. A rebellious soul will never meet the ear of our God, for he only gives ear to the humble, poor, and lowly, for they have learned how to fear our Lord God, and it is there where he will meet us. Our true death comes from the full surrender to Christ the King, Yeshua HaMashiach, when we surrender from sin and embrace a new life in Yeshua. It is here where we can cut away from all our deeds of sin and partakers of sin, and those who cause us to sin or influence us not to look at God and His purpose for us on this journey back to His kingdom. The God of old is the same and requires the same to follow His ways, to go and sin no more, to proclaim His salvation over your life to others, to bear good fruits, and always wait on Him for direction. If our ancestors followed these practices, we would already be in His kingdom together, enjoying peace and the full richnesses of God's everlasting love. The wineskins are the example of a renewed body, mind, and spirit in the Holy Spirit through Yeshua's redemption. But it doesn't stop there because we have to live it out on the land. No matter what we faced, our Lord and Savior Yeshua is with us to help us, to keep us upright and on the right path. And it is here where we get eyes to see and ears to hear. Before the new wineskin, we are mute and blind in the spirit and in spiritual death, spiraling downward. Sometimes the Lord offers us chances and more chances, but ultimately it is He who will determine whether each person is true to Him or not. It's His mercy that keeps His outstretched hand but as his people from Exodus, some were with him and many were not. He will cut off the branches or the whole trees that do not bear good fruits and throw them into the fire and that at his determination, for he is the creator of all. When we come to the feet of Yeshua, 
bearing all pledge for forgiveness and redemption, the Lord grafts us into his tree of life with the living. And we have a new fresh start of life, but a real life, one that is of the freedom of the, of the creator where we have been reborn. And with this rebirth comes the responsibility to live in his truth and will over our lives. The rebirth is the redemption from our sins, the staying in God and following his statutes and commandments and walking away from all sin will deliver us unto his kingdom for it is his pleasure to place the souls where they go. In Psalms 47, the Lord is pleased with those who fear him, hope in his loving devotion. In Timothy 1, 2, 4, who wants everyone to be saved, to come to the knowledge of the truth. However, in Ezekiel 18, 32, for I take no pleasure in anyone's death, declares the Lord God, so repent and live. Ezekiel 33:11. So say to them, as surely as I live, declares the Lord God, I do take no pleasure in the death of the wicked, but rather that the wicked should turn from their ways and live. Turn, turn, turn from your ways, turn from your evil ways, for why should you die, O house of Israel? So let's consider this. If we are practicing the will of God in our devotion to Him, we will have no time to worry or partake in the practices of sins. If we're following His commandments and His will for our lives, then our lives will become rich with His ways and we will be reflecting those ways and bearing good fruits on this land. We will face our enemies in a new light because our Lord is with us. We can heal our land and our people, but nothing comes without a new rebirth or being born again. Well, there is also a flip side. Those who do not choose this path will see you as an outcast because your ways bear a proven will to do what is right in God's eyes and, and not in man's ways or the ways of this world. And yes, this could cause separation but it also could cause a following where it inspires others to want that goodness that flows from heaven into our hearts and souls and that infectious love. And there would be some who just won't be inspired. But that doesn't mean that we should ever pry our eyes away from the one true living God. The closer we get, some people will fall away it doesn't mean God's invitation doesn't extend to them, but it means that they don't want God's way. They don't love God enough. They love this world more, and for that, they will fall by the way of this world. If we will turn now to Ephesians 4, 14, and 4, 17 to 28, here we begin at 14 that we shall no longer be children tossed to and fro and carried by the trickery of men in the cunning craftiness of deceitful plotting. 17. So I tell you this and insist on it in the Lord that you must no longer walk as the Gentiles do in the futility of their thinking. 18. They are darkened in their understanding and alienated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them due to the hardness of their hearts. 19. Having lost all sense of shame, they have given themselves over to sensuality for the practice of every kind of impurity with a craving for more. 20. But this is not the way you came to know Christ. 21. Surely you have heard of him, and we are taught in him, in keeping with the truth that is in Christ. 22. To put off your former way of life, your old self, which is being corrupted by its deceitful desires. 23. To be renewed in the spirit of your minds. 
24, to put on the new self created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. Therefore, each of you must put off falsehood and speak truthfully to his neighbor, for we are all members of one another. In 26, it says, Be angry, yet do not sin. Do not let the sun set upon your anger. In 27, do not give the devil a foothold. In 28, he who has been stealing must steal no longer, but must work doing good with his own hands, that he may have something to share with the one in need. And finally, in 29, let no unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for building up the one in need and bringing grace to those who listen. Now, will everyone listen? No. So let's move to the ones who will and who will abide in the Lord, God that is our calling from the renewal and rebirth in Christ the Lord. Right now, there are many hardened hearts in the world, but there are many ready to listen and be filled by the word and spirit of our living God. Hallelujah. The most important thing about our Lord is to never forget what he has done for you in your life. We have to proclaim his mercy over our souls and encourage others by our joy in proclaiming him our Lord God. We are in the midst of an awakening and in the dawn of tribulations. And so how can we get through any of this? For but by our Lord God in Yeshua HaMashiach, all things are restored by him. Think about the night to light, the winter to spring, all new beginnings, but by his grace. But once we stand girded, in him Christ our King, we are unmoved and unmovable. Amen. And finally, we will turn to Ephesians 4, 30 to 32. And do not give grievance to the Holy Spirit of God, in whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Get rid of all bitterness, rage and anger, outcry and slander, along with every form of malice. Be kind and tender-hearted to one another, forgiving each other just as Christ God forgave you. Praise the living God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, for those of you who will consider bending knee at this moment and pray this repentance prayer with me at this moment, for remember, tomorrow is not promised to us on this earth. So we must know the times we are in and consider coming to Jesus Christ the Savior, Yeshua HaMashiach, today. So please stop and pray this repentance prayer today with me. For another day is not promised, but today we can choose our Lord. You can also find a repentance prayer in Psalms 51. This is a prayer for a new life in repentance for salvation. My Lord and my God, have mercy upon my soul, a sinner. I humble myself before you today. I am truly sorry for my sinful ways and evil deeds against you, Lord God, and deserve your original penalty of death. I do believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of the living God. I believe that you sent Jesus, Yeshua, who became flesh and dwelt among us. I believe he died on the cross and shed his precious blood for the forgiveness of all my sins. I believe that Jesus resurrected from the dead after three days by the power of the Holy Spirit, and that at this moment he is hearing my confession of sin and prayer. I open the door of my heart and I invite you into my heart. Lord Jesus, please wash all my filthy sins away in the precious blood that you shed in my place on the cross at Calvary. I know you will not turn me away, Lord Jesus. You will forgive my sins and save my soul. I know because your word, the Bible says so in John 6, 37. Your word says you will not turn no one away, and that includes me. Therefore, I know that you have heard me, and I know that you have answered me, and I know that I am saved, and I thank you, Lord Jesus, for saving my soul, and I will show my thankfulness by 
doing as you command and sin no more. So remember, after you are saved in God, you will be receiving a Holy Spirit. And that Holy Spirit will now guide you in this life. But we are to go and give testimonies about what God has done in our life. This was originally ordained by Moses in the First Testament and also continued in the Second Testament through John the Baptist. And God did give testimonies while he was here through Yeshua HaMashiach, while he was in the flesh. But now it's up to us to inspire others, to let them know that God is waiting for them to call on him, to receive him into their life, into their hearts, into their souls. That's what this is about. God is waiting on our love back to him. He has already given his love to us. He is faithful. He is always merciful. And he is always, always seeking the will of good for us. But we have to stop and consider that we love him too enough to stay away and apart ourselves from deadly sins of this world that will strangulate us and cause us to fall into the pit of hell. That's where we are today, my brethren. We have to make a righteous choice and a righteous decision on where we stand in God and remain standing in Him and remain faithful to Him and remain loving to Him and and spread that love to others on this land because there are many lost in the land that that don't have a direction and they need assistance and there are some that are just not interested in God's word and they will cut you off and you have to let them go in peace and go to the ones that are willing to listen and that are open for a change in their life I'm here to give you a challenge today for those of you who have God in their life, who know what God has done for you. Do one thing this week and go and share your testimony with someone that is willing to listen and give them an opportunity to consider God in their life. We're at the crossroads and the wheat is being separated from the shaft as we speak, and God is waiting for the remainder sheep to come into his sheepfold. His hand is stretched out. God is the everlasting love, and he is forgiving, but we have to ask for forgiveness while we are still breathing. That's why we are on this land, to recognize, repent, and sin no more not transgress and go back into our practices of sin. We have to refrain from evilness at all times. And that is how we know that we are molding to the image of God when we are doing less and less and less to zero level of sin. I encourage you to walk with Him, talk with Him, and proclaim his testimony and his goodwill to your life today, each and every one of you. And may God bless every one of you. Hallelujah. Well, I truly hope that today's podcast has inspired you to consider falling away from death. And we'd like to thank you for joining us on this episode 47 here on Fruit of Thy Spirit Radio. We hope today's message has given you hope and more understanding in our Lord God's Word. Remember to always place Him above anything in your life because He will help you. Call on Him, Yeshua, Jesus, to assist you in all of the things that you are facing throughout your day and in your life. And you're going to see miraculous, miraculous changes for your daily life. We thank you for listening 
to the Royal Kingdoms podcast today for this episode 47. We invite you next week to join us for episode 48. You can find us on iTunes, iHeartRadio, Listen Notes LA, and Player FM, and right here on our very own Royal Kingdom podcast here on Podbean. We'd like to say thanks to GospelRiver.com, to God be the glory. May you have a wonderful week. God bless. Kingdoms Podcast. Thanks for listening.